Hi, I'm Jamie. And I'm Dale. We're sisters and best friends, and this is Proof It's Possible. Jamie and I are complete opposites, but somehow through every stage of life, we stay on the same team. We're kicking the door wide open and sharing our morning coffee chats with you. Join us as we chat about everything from chasing our dreams to entrepreneurship to family, friendship, and what other craziness we have going on that week. Hello. Hi. Week two of our holiday Christmas podcasts. What are we chatting about today? Today we are talking about gift giving and we're going to do a bit of a gift guide, but not for your like typical, what, you know, this is what you should buy the people. We're going to do things that are a little bit harder or people that are a little bit harder to buy for. So I thought first we could give some tips on hostess gifts. Oh, okay. So we're going to chat. All right. Again, just like last week, I'm going to be really honest. Jamie is the queen of gift giving, just like she's the queen of Christmas traditions and all the things. I would say that I'm not the greatest gift giver in the world. I don't have a, I think this all dials back to imagination, just like traditions and experiences and my imagination and my capacity to figure out what other people like or would want is hard, is not great, but I do feel comfortable giving a hostess gift and I feel like it's because I give a lot of them because they're, you know, just like going to clients' houses and things like that. So I always think like, what would I like to get? And for me, I feel like a lot of people have everything they need. So consumables. So for instance, I love cheese. There's a beautiful cheese shop in my neighborhood. So I go by like my favorite cheeses and some of my favorite like spreads and accompaniments for cheese, put together a little basket, something that I've I put a thought into and it's my favorite things that, you know, and my hope for them is that if they have like a round of people come through that they didn't really plan for, I'm like almost helping them set up for success where they're like, Oh, we can quickly put together a cheese board and not have to like think about it too much. Like that's my like goal for people is that whatever I give them doesn't just like collect dust in the corner. Yeah, I also had on mine like local sweet treats. So like if you know of where I live in Kelowna, there's a beautiful chocolatier. So yeah. you can give some beautiful chocolates from Carrot or where you live, oh. like Pie Junkie oh. is makes the most stunning and delicious yeah. pies on planet Earth. What a beautiful gift because then people eat totally. it and they're like, wow, that was really nice. Thank you. And they can eat it with you or they can eat it without you. Mm-hmm. And it's and those it's, like specialty shops that you have to make extra stops for mm-hmm. are not always on everybody's route. And I feel like that's what makes those things special is that you don't buy them at the grocery store every week and they are special occasion things. So you end up, you know, having to make a couple extra stops when you're going to the fancy cheese shop or you're going to the like, you know, whatever specialty mm-hmm. bakery or whatever. I'm like where I live there. I will say Calgary has a very huge variety of beautiful sweets, like mm-hmm. places, great, great, great bakeries. Yeah. It's just got so many good things. Um, the other thing about hostess gifts is that I never like to give alcohol. I know unpopular opinion over here, but oftentimes people will just bring a bottle of wine, but I can't tell you how many times people have brought a bottle of wine to our house and we don't drink wine at our house or have bought brought in a bottle of whiskey to my parents' house. Like 
and they don't drink. And it's not offensive. I don't find it offensive in any way, shape or form. I just think that it's kind of a wasted gift because we're never going to use it and we can re-gift it. But I think that we never know people's circumstances. We don't know what happens in everybody's homes. And so I try to avoid things that could be triggering or might not get used. But other things that I had on my my list were things that are um, a little bit sentimental to you. So because my husband is Indigenous and he loves to smudge, he will often bring like a smudge kit, like a mm-hmm. beautiful handcrafted smudge kit if he knows that the person's into that. And then it's also like when they use it, it might remind them of us. Of you guys. Yeah, totally. No, I think that's like a really nice idea. Yeah. And I also love the idea of like shopping local for a hostess mm-hmm. gift because it, it a supports the economy in the local community that you live in, but it also could potentially be getting them a new customer. Like if they love the chocolates, if they love the cheese, they're going to go back and they might get it, you know, every Friday, or they might gift it to somebody the next time they're invited to somebody's house. So yeah. I just love that. If I'm being like personalized and I know the person's style well enough, I will go out on a limb, but this one's dicey. It's usually when I usually do this for interior design clients where I will bring a decor item that I know fits with their house, but it's because I know their decor because I help them pick it, you know? Yeah. So if you have like inside scoop, it's a closer friend you've been to their home before, you know, those kinds of things. I do Mm -hmm. think you can go a little bit more, like even more personalized, but you have to have that inside scoop in order to bring something that. Mm -hmm. um, Do you have any insider tips for when you don't know if you should bring a gift? So you don't know if, you know, the meeting, your friend invites you for coffee and it's right around Christmas time. You don't know if your friend is bringing you a gift. I have like things that I just buy that I, I think it's always, cause honestly, I never want, need the gift in return. So I'm okay to bring without receiving. Mm-hmm. So if I even think that's a possibility or I just want to, if I'm like meeting a girlfriend for lunch or coffee or something and it's around the holidays, I will go buy little things that I love. So like, and just have a little gift bag with a little Christmas card in it that are almost like generic. And even if I'm having a party, I will do this too, where I have them ready to go. They're not necessarily even written down like who's it's for, but the like Christmas card is already inside. Like Mm -hmm. it was intentional. They're waiting under my tree and I can give people a little something, call it a like party gift, call it a Christmas gift. Maybe it's just reciprocating because they brought you something. Um, Mm -hmm. But I am, I would rather be more prepared. So like the things that I love and like, this is tough as well, because not everybody loves a candle. Not everybody loves, you know, there's things like that that are sort of generic, but I do love a Bath and Body Works candle. So I'll buy like the smaller candle. I try to pick a couple different fragrances that aren't violating to most palettes for those like truly generic present that you don't know who it's going to when you're buying it. Like you have nobody in mm-hmm. mind. It's a just in case or boxes of chocolate. So like, I love, there's a, you know, like I love purdies. So I'll buy really nice boxes of chocolates and just have them wrapped and ready with a Christmas card. Again, consumable, regiftable. There's a lot of ways that someone could like take that mm-hmm. and use it in their own way. And I, I'm happy that to just have them waiting. What Mm -hmm. are your, what are your like Um, other things that I think is that, um, so that 
because it can be somewhat awkward if someone brings a gift and the other person yeah. doesn't have it. Oh, yeah. And people get mad about it. Like they're like, you should have told me you were bringing a gift, you yeah. know? And, and so ways that I think are easy to make it less formal and less intrusive almost to the person who's receiving the gift is to bring yeah. things that are, that don't necessarily cost money. Things like, you know, a plate of baking, like an yeah. easy, if you're doing baking or you just made fresh baked cookies, throw some in like a beautiful cellophane bag, tie it with some pretty Christmas ribbon and bring it. Nobody thinks if you bring them cookies, oh my God, you should have told me you're bringing something because I would have gotten you something. Absolutely. You know? They're just happy it to makes it way yeah. less intimidating and way less, yeah. you know, like, I don't know if shame is the right word, but where people are like, oh, I wish you wouldn't have done that. I feel almost bad about receiving. Exactly. Yes. The guilt of receiving totally. without giving. I make I make homemade fudge and I make like a whole bunch of little tins. And I know that I'm like giving them out to my girlfriends. I know that, you know, I have like a clear list, but then I also have like five to 10 tins that are going to whoever, whatever holiday party we end up at, like they're a throw in yes. potentially or somebody that shows up to my house that I wasn't expecting or something like that. And yeah, I, for me, the only thing I know how to make is fudge. So why I give up. Okay. What about for, uh, do you have any gift ideas for the person who has everything? Everybody has one of these people in their lives. Oh, I mean, we have a lot of people. I actually am one of these people because if I really want something, I just go get it. And nobody could even begin to imagine the random weird things that I might even want. So like the expectation for me is that no one's ever going to know what I might be looking mm -hmm. to get. But Darren is phenomenal at this. It is like listening to what I care about and circumventing what I want and more looking at like, or what I need and more looking at things that would bring me joy. So like, for instance, I'm always cold and you would think the person that has everything wants more, more, more. Like you don't, you almost have to up your game and like get me a fancier bracelet or some earrings that cost a lot of money or something. When in actuality, I don't want that. I'm good to pick my own things when it comes to stuff like that. So mm -hmm. the things that Darren have bought me that I absolutely love are like a heating blanket for my bed so that I get to like be warm. And it's, it brings me happiness every single day of the year. And like, mm -hmm. you wouldn't think that that would be a good present because it's just sort of a need, not a want. And lots of people take offense to buying needs. Like I've heard mm -hmm. women say like, I don't want a new vacuum for Christmas, but I'm the kind of person, like if I need a new vacuum, my vacuum's not working. I'm happy to get a new vacuum or whatever else I genuinely need. Like, I don't know. I, what are your thoughts on the person who has everything? Well, I got like really nice ski gloves that I probably would have never bought for myself. Right. Um, that I was like, wow, great gift because Ray knows that I go skiing all winter long and I didn't, I don't have great gloves. And so it was just like a splurge. So I think that if you know somebody in your life has that one thing that they're not willing to splurge on, but would totally appreciate it, there's that. But the person who comes to mind for me is dad. Our oh, dad yeah. is the hardest person on planet earth to buy a gift for because he yeah. literally buys whatever he wants whenever the he wants it, he sees it yes yeah if he thinks he needs a new leaf blower that day he is buying oh, a leaf yeah. blower there is no like saving it up for christmas or, or, yeah, yeah exactly so 
I always think of like, what are the things that dad loves the most? And he loves things like ancestry. One year I bought him a, a right. subscription to ancestry and helped him like navigate building our family tree. Uh, another year I got him, um, or you got him that's, I think it's called storybook or story. Yes. Story worth story worth, which is explain it. So story worth is this thing where you prepay for all of it, but every single week they're your loved one that you bought it for gets an email asking a question and they just respond to the email and answer the question. And it's like questions about their life. So it's things like, what was the first sports team you ever remember playing on? What is your memories of your grandpa on your mom's side? What's the memories of your grandpa on your dad's side? And so what it does is it draws out stories of their life that they've maybe never shared with you, or they, it's never come up in conversation. And then at the end of it, all of the stories are accumulated and you get them printed into a book, like a hardcover coffee table book. And then you get to gift them with the book that of all their stories, you can order yourself some, you can order, like I ordered a couple different copies and I did it for both our mom and dad. And the things that you like learn about your loved ones are amazing. Cause like, I didn't know half the stories about like their first vacations that they remember when they were little or their favorite vacations or their first jobs or whatever, whatever the story, the questions are. And it's just like a awesome, easy. And you, the other like layer to it is that when they're done their year of question answer and answer, um, you can go in and add pictures to those that might accompany those different stories. And like, sometimes you don't have any pictures, so it's no big deal. Um, but sometimes you have the exact family picture of them, like on their, that family holiday that they're talking about. So it becomes this like beautiful keepsake. Yeah. I love, I love that. But I will say that our family, we don't exchange gifts, which Not people really, no. often, we, we totally don't. And people often find that like really hard to believe, but <clears throat> We don't because we don't need anything and we don't want anything. And I don't yeah. want anyone to feel obligated to buy me something just for the sake of buying me something. So Same. we as adults don't exchange gifts. We obviously buy our kids gifts because we're not monsters. And those perfect little angels deserve it. A hundred, a hundred percent. I love them. Okay. Now we're going to do like a tiny little rapid fire just to like wrap it up. So okay. What is your, you just have to say one gift and one gift only, and then I'll say one gift. Okay. One gift for a, a little boy. Like a racetrack type of thing. Every time Penn gets one, he loves that. Absolutely. And my advice is a remote control car. Every yeah. little boy loves a remote that control car. That was my second. Or a, stomp, or a stomp rocket. If you don't know what a stomp, stomp rocket, rocket is, oh my type it into Amazon and go oh buy yourself a stomp rocket. Yes. Or your child, your child won't. Okay. A little girl. Um, I mean, little girls are like, your two girls are so different that it's hard to say, but like, de and depending on the age, but if we're talking just kind of traditional eight little girl, under. like Ari, pardon, eight, eight and under yeah. age is like a dolly stroller, a kitchen thing. Like she loves anything that's like simulating being a mummy. So totally, baby um, dollies, all that. Yeah. I would agree with all of those. A Grocery travel school. suitcase. She loves yeah. a travel suitcase. Oh, a travel suitcase. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, a tween, boy or girl? Oh, I think honestly, they at that age, they're looking for like AirPods. They're looking for electronics. They're looking for the video game 
for their video game console. Like they're all really individual, but I think that their, their love of stuff goes in a different direction. So what I like to do, and I know this is kind of like, and I actually have a question for you about this. I think a gift card works because then they can buy something, the thing they genuinely want because they're at getting to that harder age. But what is your thoughts on gift cards? Are they a yes or are they a no? Um, I think there's a time and a place for gift cards. I think if we're just trading gift card for gift card, like I feel obligated to buy you a gift. So here's your gift card for $100. And in return, you're going to give me a gift card for $100. I absolutely do not approve of gift cards because I feel like you're just taking your $100 and telling me where I have to spend it. And it doesn't have any like heartfelt thoughtfulness behind it. But um, my daughter Mila is like obsessed right now with Lululemon. She's just discovered it and it's her jam. So if you got her like a Lululemon gift card where she got to go pick out her own thing at the store, for Mm -hmm. sure she would feel very special and very excited about a gift like that. So I think it's very individual. And I think if there is like a lot of thought put behind it, for sure. I love a gift card. Yeah, same. Well, and the thing that like one of the things that, I gave Mila for her birthday a few years ago. And then Ari was like, well, that's what I want for my birthday too. So that's what tells me it was like a hit was I got them a wallet and it was like kind of their first little wallet. And I put in different gift cards for all the places they loved. And they were not expensive gift cards. They were like $5 at Dairy Queen and then, or $10 at Dairy Queen. Cause I know they love to get like an orange Julius or a Dairy Queen at the mall. And then it was their favorite little clothing store at the mall. And that, you know, like I kind of did like a little mall tour and it was like 20 bucks here, 10 bucks there, five bucks here. Mm -hmm. And they they liked that because they liked Mm -hmm. having like their own, what felt like their own money and their own wallet. They felt like an adult with their own wallet and their own things and their own means to buy what they wanted. Yeah. So I do think there's a time and a place. I agree. That's what I was going to say about if you have a tween in your life and it's, she's a girl, uh, a belt bag, Oh my God. Mm -hmm. A belt bag has brought more joy than anything Mm -hmm. else. And I mean, most of the time they don't have anything to put in it, but they're chapstick, but that's, it doesn't matter. They love it. And they wear it everywhere. Exactly. Okay. What about for your foodies, like the foodie in your life? Um, I, well, so Calgary has some interesting restaurants that do like experiences so that's another place that I think a gift card is nice because I love Mm -hmm. the gift of experiences so like there's this one place that it does like nine course dinner which like if somebody bought me that as a gift card that would be an unbelievable gift because it's not something I probably would do myself but I like I said I also love like the cheese shop I love you know so I people who love cheese as well. And I know that my fellow like cheese lovers, I would do that. There's one gift that you got for our mom, but my kids use it a lot. Is that cheese slicer? Oh yeah. The cheese slicer. Darren got that for me. And then because he says that I'm not safe with the knife, which I am. So anyways, I eat cheese a lot. So I got the cheese slicer and then Mila loved it so much that, and it's safe for kids, which is nice. So the cheese slicer was like a great addition. It like to cuts the out. cheese with wire on like this marble thing. Lab, like and you can leave it out. It's decorative. That's yeah. another great hostess gift too. It is a great hostess gift. I said for the foodie in your life to get like a really beautiful olive oil mm-hmm. container, or I don't know what yeah. the technical word is, but that can sit on a counter, but doesn't look like oh nice olive oil on your counter like it's actually beautiful and decorative in in itself the other 
thing, the, the last one I want to talk about is when any tips you have for being on a budget at Christmas? Um, well, one thing I, tr- I wholeheartedly believe in is like, we, a lot of us get a lot of things at Christmas. So like, I think we go into gift giving thinking like my gift as the auntie and uncle has to be the biggest, most, you know, we have to spend $150 on each kid or have some weird number. But the thing is like, it's a day that they're getting presents sort of all day long. Like it's a lot of presents at the same time. So I, I think honor your budget, no matter what, like if you have a budget, stick to it and don't be ashamed of that. Like I, Christmas is actually when I like dial down how much I spend and just try to get something that I think the kids will enjoy like in the moment. And, you know, think because it never feels good to go over your budget. And I don't have like a concrete example of like what a good example, like good gift is off the top of my head. But I do think like, don't go over budget on your presents. It feels terrible. It makes Christmas feel terrible. It drains the fun out of it. Um, do, do you have any like off the top of your head examples? Oh my God. I could do a whole podcast episode on just staying on budget at Christmas because I feel like there's just so many ways that you can do it. But some big tips for me is that like, don't exchange gifts and make your boundaries very clear with people that you feel like you don't want to exchange gifts with. If you know, yeah. like if you've got distant friends or relatives or you know that you, you know, your brother or your sister, you guys are still exchanging gifts as adults, but it doesn't feel good to any of you. And you're doing the gift card exchange and all of that. Then say, why don't we skip it this year? Because I'm on a budget and I, this just doesn't feel in alignment for me. So I love to not give gifts when it's necessary. And I am not the Grinch by any stretch of the imagination. I love Christmas and I love gift giving, but I feel like it's okay to say, no, we're not going to do gifts this year for people Mm -hmm. that it's not in alignment with you. So that's my first tip. My second tip is, is that for kids, kids are, kids get a lot of toys on Christmas and oftentimes they have no idea where they came from. So if you are on a budget shop marketplace, see if there is the like, you know, toy saw that your son asked for or the workbench or the racetrack or Lululemons or whatever, like or the whatever and put it in a beautiful box and treat it like it's brand new or put a bow on it. If it's a racetrack that's already constructed or dollhouse that's already constructed, they just saved you all the time and energy it would take to put it all together. So buy it secondhand. For my kids this year, like my kids really, our iPad is like all smashed because I have kids and that's just the reality of it. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to replace my own iPad and then I'm going to put the, the, my old iPad, cause I need a new one. It's just getting older and slower and all of the things I'm going to put it in a box and I'm an iPad box and I'm going to pretend like it's brand new and I'm going to get a new case for it. And I'm going to do all those things. So I'm going to reuse what I already have. And I would already buy myself a new iPad. So therefore I'm just going to gift the old iPad, treating it like it's new. And then the kids have no idea. Mm-hmm. Other things that I think are like a good tip is that if you go to like a secondhand clothing store, they have matching Christmas pajamas. I was just at one yesterday. They have them in every single size and you go and get the Christmas jammies. They have no idea that they are used, especially if your kids are little. And then the other thing is, is that um, teach your kids that it's not all about the gifts. It's about the joy of like being together and, you know, your presence is a presence, is a present in itself. So I 
just think that there's so many ways that we can cut down the commercial commercialization of Christmas and get back to like what it's all about. But I also love the art of gift giving. Yeah, totally. Well, and I, so I heard about this family. There are people that I know, like a couple of the family members and they, what they do to limit gifts is, or not limit them, but like keep, keep a, they have a huge family. So they can't possibly buy for all the brothers and sisters, all the, they're all adults. Like I think they're a family of five and then they've all got their own kids now. And, but they're often together at Christmas. So they have a theme for gifts. They pick names and then they also sometimes say it has to be homemade. And like the themes are odd. Like they're, they are different themes that, but it allows people to like basically come up with really creative ideas. So one of the years I remember them saying that their theme was glasses and I'm like, glasses, glasses. How do you buy somebody else glasses? Like I'm thinking like eyeglasses. Cause that's where my mind went. Well, they, you know, the one brother like loves a certain, you know, type of whiskey or something or a type of drink. So they, he got these beautiful glasses for his drinks. Um, and then somebody else wears glasses. And so they got them like, I think like a little gold necklace that like, you know, hold your glasses around your neck mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. or the grandma or something. And I was like, Oh God, like everything's like related to either glassware or glasses. So it kind of puts, it puts it so that you're, you end up like in a box where you can't go crazy. And you also, um, like often years they say it has to be homemade, whatever the thing is too. But usually the homemade years doesn't have such a hard parameter, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, that's a way to do it. That takes away the, um, need for everybody buying everybody something. And I also love that it has to be very tailored to the person. Like you actually have to put some thought into what does this person want or need in order to fulfill the theme. I like that. That's really cool. It it was cool. Like I just thought, Oh, good for you guys. And I don't remember all the examples now, but there was like 10 great exact, like 10 great things that I'm like, my mind never even thought of that with your guys's theme. That is weird and wild and fun. Totally. But awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, Gift giving is the best ever, and I love it. Christmas but is the best. What's that? I said Christmas in general is the best. Oh, Christmas in general is the best. And I can't wait for the next two Christmas episodes to come out. But thank you so much for joining us for this one. And if you have any great tips, please send them our way because we want to share them with the rest of you. Bye, guys. Bye. We are so grateful you're here. It would mean the world to us if you'll subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel and leave us a review. If you want to hear more from us, go to proofitspossible.com to join our mailing list and find our social links so you don't miss a thing. Thanks and chat next time.